Here we go again. <laughs> yes, this is episode 7 of Back in My Room. Coming to you again. Because like all great artists, <laughs> I had been I have been requested to take down the last episode of my podcast. <laughs> I'm not even really going to talk about why exactly. But before I get into this episode, I want to make it very clear, crystal, in fact, that um, if this is like with all due respect and politeness, <laughs> if you are in fact a family member, first of all, if you're a family member and you're listening, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. If you're a family friend and you're listening, I really appreciate it. Thank you. But uh, the thing is, eh? <laughs> I'm not really here to make a tea, a tea wholesome content for everybody to listen to and enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you're going to listen to my podcast and you are known to me personally, Kindly, um, uh, if you feel like you're going to hear something and there's something in your in your life that is going to push you, that's going to force you to say or go around <laughs> telling my mother, for example, um, about something, quote-unquote, shocking that I may have said on here and... Please just don't. Like if you are looking, if you feel like you're, you're going to hear something that you don't like <laughs> and you feel like you're going to send it elsewhere and not really say positive things, I don't mind constructive criticism, but gossip is just unnecessary. So if you feel like you're going to do that, kindly, kindly, uh, don't listen. But I do appreciate your support. But quite frankly, that that shit is killing my vibe. <laughs> so that was just, I just had to get that off my chest, first of all. Because my vibe was severely killed earlier this week. It was severely, it was severely killed. <laughs> Love, forgive me. Oh, we. We. Okay, yeah, that's off my chest. Come on. We're ready now. Hey, wait till this is an audiovisual experience. Wow. <laughs> Bitch, don't kill my vibe. God damn it. Let me do what I'm doing, fam. Like, let me do what I'm doing. Let me express myself how I want to express myself. Oh. Alright, welcome, welcome back to take two, <laughs> round two <laughs> of Back in My Room, the podcast by Imran Jomo, where I talk to myself and you listen. I actually don't remember the last time I said that. I don't think I said that last time because I was drunk as fuck. <laughs> but yeah, man, actually, and to start this episode... Oh, man, I'm telling you, that last episode gave me problems in my personal life. <laughs> and I want to kick off this episode by saying how a very important person in my life, my sister, was not, um, not, was not very pleased with me using the word bitches in my last podcast. So I would like to apologize for that. <laughs> No, like seriously, she was she really was not happy about me using that word. So I want to apologize to her and any other women who may have felt triggered by my usage of the word. You will not hear it in that context, at least, <laughs> on this podcast again. And like, yo, like statistically, Anchor shows me 60, 68, 68% of my listeners are female. 
so shout out to all the women listening to this shit oh in fact guys i got i got a round of applause thing on youtube so shout out to all the women not bitches shout out to all the women listening to back in my room podcast you are much appreciated you are loved by the host imran Jama. so let's get into this shit man let's get into this shit and i actually was not going to start the podcast like this but uh, circumstances in the universe have forced me to start this way and that is because just a few hours ago uh we got the news that legend icon footballing icon not just footballing sporting icon diego maradona has died at the age of 60. 60 man that's that's so young and I'll just, what does Maradona mean to me? Like, I'm a, I'm a football fan. I love football with all my heart. Football is my first love. So, as someone who knows how iconic this guy is, this really hurt me. I feel like I understand how basketball fans were affected by Kobe, by Kobe's death. Because I'm not a big basketball fan like that. So I was, yeah, it was sad. He's an icon that died, but it didn't really resonate with me that way. But I'm, I th- I'm feeling something about this whole Maradona situation. Because, bro, <laughs> even as a kid, before you, you knew football, you knew who Maradona was. <laughs> like, you knew the things. Even if you didn't really know football, even if you don't really know football that much, that name rings a bell. And that's how you know someone in sports has has transcended the sport. When you just meant when a name is mentioned and you auto- automatically associate that name with a particular sport or a particular event. And for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people, the thing with for Maradona, it was the hand of God, <laughs> where this homie somehow tricked. I don't know how he did it, man. I've watched that clip a hundred times, and I I don't understand. It was so obvious that he scored with his hand. <laughs> how did the ref see it? <laughs> and I think uh, I, I I'm going to quote. I'm going to try paraphrase something that I had just read. His his in his own words about that he said it was um, something like from the head of Maradona with a little help from the hand of God. So I'm, I'm sure that's where the whole thing came from. And this guy was an oh man. It's it's fucking me up. It's really fucking me up, man. Like, I've been, uh, Twitter has been awash with clips of him just doing a madness, picking up the ball from halfway line, running past niggas like they were nothing, and then going on to score. Just, this guy was amazing, man. And, like, I'll read for you his, his stats for the, the 1986 World Cup, which, which he won. Seven games, fifty-three take-ons completed. So that just shows you how how <laughs> how much this guy was dribbling. You're playing seven games. In seven games, you've you've pitted people fifty-three times. <laughs> seven games, five assists, five goals. Bro, I'm not good at math, but he was definitely averaging over a over over goal what's the word i'm looking for he was averaging more than one goal contribution per game it was honestly one of the most iconic world cup performances like ever maradona man maradona and the fucking new york post i was so mad man i was just scrolling through twitter and i see the new york post talking about oh, uh, how did you which drugs and what um, finished Maradona and I was just and I'm paraphrasing by the way it was just some bullshit I read that thing and I was like you 
insensitive, tasteless motherfuckers. The man has died literally a few hours ago. The whole football world, the whole sporting world is in mourning. And you want to talk about uh, how, he, how he used to do drugs or whatever. No one gives a fuck, man. No one gives a shit. He inspired millions. He led his team almost single-handedly to a World Cup trophy, man. Oh, rest in peace, Maradona, man. Fuck 2020. Fuck 2020, man. Past Kobe. Who else was taken from us? Chadwick Boseman. Bro, so many people this year. Oh, my gosh. This year is really killing. It's really killing my vibe, but I won't let that happen. I will not let that happen. So rest in peace, Maradona. Rest in peace to the legend. Okay, I definitely need need a vibe change after that. I really definitely do. I'm sure you who are listening feel like you need a change of energy too. So let's get into the rest of this podcast. No bad vibes. I got the... A chance the rapper, man. This album. Mixtape, brother. Rapper, song, singer, suspended, superior. Okay, let me let me not start performing for you guys over here. But I love this song so fucking much. If you ask me, Acid Rap is definitely Chance the Rapper's best project. Um, yeah, personally for me, because it 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 also uh it it brings back certain memories for me. So it, it is a personal thing to it. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. I wanted to start with, uh, in case you didn't know, it was my birthday two weeks ago on the 14th of November. And I really tried to milk my birthday as a marketing plan for that last podcast, (laughs) which just ended up getting taken down anyway. But you know how to remove. (laughs) But I wanted to recap for you guys my birthday because it was a bit of a roller coaster. And I'll start with this, like, I'm someone who then, like, I don't like big, big things, man. I can't, I didn't want so many people there. I just wanted few uh, very close people, close, eh, very close people, <laughs> a few people who are very close to me. I just wanted, like, an intimate setting, obviously drinks, uh, games, and that's, basically what i got my best friend joe shout out brother and one of my closest friends one of my closest friends from school keith shout out to you my g both of these guys came to nanyuki by matatu from nairobi so these are just real niggas man you already know (laughs) i'm so happy that those guys came especially joe because i have not seen joe joe uh fuck you guys i can't wait for you guys to meet joe he's going to be a regular on the podcast next next year when i'm back in nairobi but yeah joe is my best friend from cyprus came to visit me and once he came like i didn't even care how the rest of the weekend went me i just knew yo my best friend is here we're gonna have a good time no matter what (laughs) and that's exactly what happened People uh, couldn't really make it on the day itself, on the Saturday itself, which was on the 14th, the Saturday, which was my birthday. Not everyone could make it, but uh, we made the most of it. <laughs> and I ended up I ended up blacking out fast. <laughs> I mean, it was my birthday. What did you expect? <laughs> and I remember waking up in the middle of the night and looking across from me and Keith is blacked out on the on the other bed he's completely out and I look next to him and it's Chanda bro <laughs> someone had chandered on the fucking bed but it was like 2 a.m. in the morning I was like I, I can't even be asked to deal with this shit <laughs> I was like, who the fuck did this, man? Like, really? (laughs) 
So after investigations were done, <laughs> there weren't even really many investigations. It was Keith who chandered, bastard. <laughs> he chandered in his sleep. Because Joe was here. I was blacked out. Joe was just chilling in the room. And Keith was asleep. Apparently this nigga was sleeping. And then just chandered in his sleep. And then conveniently moved away. <laughs> moved his body away from the place that he chandered. And continued sleeping on the other side of the bed. I don't know if that's a common thing, but they just tell me if you've ever chandered in your sleep and you don't even remember, just holler at me. But now the real, the main event, the main event was on Sunday. That's when all the girls made it. And okay, yeah, when the girls made it, that's when that's when the party really started. <laughs> And oh my gosh, so like we have like a, how do I call it? It's like an umbrella thing with a table. I don't know what you can call it and chairs. So we were sitting outside at first drinking, drinking gin and juice, <laughs> gin and juice. <laughs> um, yeah, and freaking hell, my dog, my dog was going crazy, bro. He's, he's nine months now and... Fuji was humping people's legs. Yes, my dog was humping people's legs during my birthday celebration. Like, even, even the girls were uncomfortable. Like, yo, bro, get your horny ass dog out of here. <laughs> and the saddest thing is, I've been suspecting. I've just been ignoring. Because he's been doing similar things to me over the past couple of weeks. And I've just been ignoring it. I'm just like, ah. This doggy is too excited. Ah, he's just he's just playing around. He just wants to be petted. My friends were like, nah, G, your dog is horny and he's humping us. And that's when I really had to come to terms with yo. Fuji is ready to get some bitches. <laughs> bitches, female dogs, not women. <laughs> Fuji is ready for them bitches. Like, seriously, he was humping the girl's legs, he was humping my legs. And the thing is, as I've said, I've, I had noticed it, but I was just like, nah, this is my baby. I, I, it's like when a parent then want their kids to grow up, that's how I was feeling. I was just like, nah, he can't be feeling like this. He's too young. He's too young for those things. Kumbe! Fuji has been moving mad. In fact, just this evening, my mom had a friend over. And I don't know if there was something on her clothes, maybe it was her perfume or what, but Fuji went nuts. Fuji was running around the house, running literally, not just in the house, but around the house from the front door to the back door, coming onto me, jumping on me, going going to my mom's guest, freaking humping her leg also. I was just like, jeez. <laughs> Bro, like, we need, to, we need to get in some bitches. <laughs> So, um, okay, I really just went into a deep dive on how horny my dog is. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> so the birthday celebrations were really nice. And once people started getting lit, and the thing is, my mom was around. Like, my mom was had let me throw the party in the house. So my mom was upstairs in her room. As we were downstairs, blasting music and playing some dirty, some dirty card, card drinking game. One of those ones. You guys know ones and the things that went on in that in this household <laughs> downstairs <laughs> i wouldn't even mention but i can tell you for sure our house help betty betty aliona vituko betty aliona majabu <laughs> especially once the liquor started hitting and the game just got like the cards that we were picking were just telling people to do the craziest shit. That's when I was looking, I was, yeah, we were doing the dares and drinking and shit. I just look across the room and Betty is just there seated. <laughs> Trying to focus on, on taking care of my brother instead of, <laughs> instead of uh, seeing what these 20 something year olds are getting up to. <laughs> but shout out to Betty, man. She's such a G. Now, here's where um, things get a bit dramatic for me. So there's this lovely girl, my girl, 
<laughs> Why do I say girl like that? <laughs> I don't know, it feels weird to say it because it's been so long. But yes, I have a woman in my life, a very special woman. So yeah, um, my girl was there. And yeah, we're having fun, sitting together. And yeah, we're drinking. And at some point, she conveniently let me know that uh, her mother was not home. And <laughs> for me, it was my birthday. And my girl had just told me my, her mom is not going to be home. What, what did you expect me to do? You know what? I'll give you guys options. Option one, I was going to go to her house. B, I was going to say, nah, I think I'm cool. I'm going to stay at home. Option C, Okay, I don't even know what you know what I fucking did. <laughs> you know what happened. So the moment the party was over and I let my boys know, yo, okay. I told Keith and Joe, because oh Keith and Joe were sleeping over. In fact, Joe slept over for, for a week. Keith stayed two nights. But yeah, I told them, hey, uh, so she said XYZ. When she's leaving with her friends, me, I'm just going to find myself in that car somehow so that <laughs> so that I can also I can also find myself there and I told them yo just um, just tell my mom where I am just 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 be honest just communicate with her for me me I wanna do this I wanna do the dash I wanna dip here quickly and that's exactly what I did <laughs> and I went to my girl's house and we had a great time but now here's where the problems come in my my i fucked up definitely by not communicating but i was drunk i'm not making excuses by the way i was very drunk <laughs> i'm telling you a fact i was drunk and i had just been told by my girl yo my girl my, my mom is not home what did you think i was going to do surely but anyway let's move on so i told my boys i'd just communicate this shit for me you get and then now, uh, in the, not even in the middle, at some point we were just chilling with my girl and I get a text from my mom and not very, um, not very kind text. <laughs> she was not very pleased with me. In fact, she called my girlfriend a booty call. I wish she knew, but I know she's not going to listen to this podcast because I asked her to just don't listen anymore. But yes, mother, uh, if you do hear this, my girlfriend... You called my girlfriend a booty call, and I, I hope you. <laughs> I mean, you're going to find out eventually, but anyway. And then she told me at Keith, Keith, first of all, man, Keith was drunk, so I, instead of communicating for me, this guy went, I went and lied unnecessarily. He went and me, I'm already in the car. I'm on my way to this girl's house, and Keith has gone ahead and told my mom at at is tired. He's he's asleep in his room. What? Bro, why did you do that? <laughs> why? Why did you do that to me? You let even more problems. So I'm chilling in bed with my girl and I'm getting these texts from my mom and they are not happy. I was in very big trouble, guys. I was in very big trouble because of this. But you know what? A hundred percent that I can say, I fucking enjoyed my birthday. And everyone who came... Thank you for coming, everyone who wished me a happy birthday. Thank you. A nigga is 21. I'm in a good mental space. I'm feeling good about myself. I'm feeling good about my podcast. I'm just feeling good, man. So thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, and before I forget, yeah, let me tell you how I know this friendship I have with Joe had just been sent from God. Because our mom, actually, our mom, Lord, look at me. He's, my mom has adopted him unofficially, actually. But anyway, my mom linked us up in the uh, in the airport in 2018 when we were both, we met in the airport when we were both going to Cyprus. And, okay, I'm going off on a tangent. My point is, I'm so blessed that this guy stayed in my house for a week, first of all, because it meant that 
on on face value it wasn't such a good thing i missed the gym for over a whole week because i was hanging out with my best friend but on monday i text my guy i text my trainer i tell him yo i've been busy this past week i'm going i'm coming back to the gym tomorrow and my trainer tells me yo uh, i'm in quarantine nico quarantine uh, he came into contact with someone who was positive and he's waiting for his test results on Thursday. And I was just thinking, wow. If if Joe hadn't stayed for a whole week, I would have been going to the gym regularly and I would have found myself wrapped up in that whole <clears throat> in that whole COVID situation now with my trainer and I would have probably I hope he's negative by the way, I'll ask him on Thursday. But like I would have just found myself in a whole world of shit. But yo, I'm I'm actually so blessed to have Joe in my life and I cannot wait for you guys to hear him on the podcast next next uh next year. I hope he can be a regular a regular feature, if not my permanent co-host. Okay, now I want to get into new music, man. I haven't spoken about music in a minute. But a whole lot, a whole lot of new music came came out recently. And let's start with Pluto and Baby Pluto. The Future and Lil Uzi Vert collaboration project. They chucked 16 songs, 16 songs, and then a deluxe, which for me, I haven't even listened to the deluxe, by the way. It's completely unnecessary, in my opinion. 16 songs was already too many. I don't really need to hear Uzi and Future for 16 songs. But you know what, yeah? I listened to it, especially uh, a lot of these jams played during my party, and I was like, okay, I need to give this thing a, I need to give this thing a good listen. And I did. I've listened to it several times, and I like it. I like it, but I don't think I'll be listening to a lot of these songs in a couple of months' time, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, it's Uzi and Future. We knew exactly how this was going to sound. Both of these guys, big artists in the, in the whole trap, trap genre. And for me, the album didn't really start until okay the first song stripes like burberry was really i like the hook i I really like the hook very catchy marnie on me didn't do really really didn't do much for me for me the album really starts at the fourth song real baby pluto uzi i I know he's 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 dropped three projects this year he said he's treating it like 2016 and he definitely has but you can't say Uzi is a mumble rapper, bro. This guy can't spit. And on Real Baby Pluto, he was going off. He was going crazy, bro. Oh. So for me, like, the best sequence in the album really goes from Real Baby Pluto all the way to the 10th song, uh, Rockstar Chains by Future. The rest, to be honest, I can, I can do without. I can really do without. But Real Baby Pluto to Rockstar Chains. Hey, that's some hot. That's some hot. That's some hot. What? <laughs> that's some heat, bro. Especially, uh, fucking hell. I don't even know where to start. Drinking, 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 and smoking. I know a lot of you are familiar with that, but specifically in that song, the shit that bombarded me was that line when Future said, um, he said something like. She called me Messiah the way I floated in her ocean. Ooh. Bruv. Bruv. And it's not even that. Like, the cadence he hits. The... His voice inflection, basically. She called me Messiah. Fuck's sake. Please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to hear that. But he was like... <laughs> he called me Messiah the way I floated in her ocean. <laughs> There's something he does with his voice there that really jazzes me. Million Dollar Play goes hard. For me, the trumpet progression on plastic, bro, it's incredible. Like, I can picture, I can picture, like, a a band 
of, of trumpets, a band of trumpets. And the way the trumpets start low and then they slowly increasing in loudness. <laughs> and then it just bangs. Yo, I really like drunkenness. I, I really like plastic, sorry. That it goes in, of course. But Rockstar Chains, Rockstar Chains is probably the best future song I've had in a hot minute. Like seriously. Rockstar Chains goes crazy. Like I even what's this last album he chucked? Future. Like that's how like unremarkable it was to me. Like at this point in time, Future is really just dropping projects for the sake of dropping projects. But Rockstar Chains he goes in. I have not had such toxic lyrics. <laughs> that resonate with me so much until I listen to Rockstar Chains and the hook is just infectious. Oh my goodness, this guy goes crazy on Rockstar Chains. So, yo, shout out to our toxic, our two toxic kings over here. But really, baby uh, Pluto, baby Pluto was, I mean, it was good. But as I said, I really don't think I'll be going back to it in a couple of months. I didn't even bother with the, with the, with the deluxe because why do i need an extra six songs that probably just all sound the same no disrespect to these two by the way because i know a lot of people love them i do too but yeah it's it it was it was there <laughs> it was there i enjoyed it i enjoyed it now to an album that i really fucking enjoyed that dropped on the 20th, just five days ago, one of my favorite artists. Like, since I started listening to St. John last year, oh, we have been obsessed. Like, literally obsessed with this guy. <laughs> he makes incredible music. I don't think St. John has a bad song, and I've listened to all his projects. He has, and he calls them collections. He's so extra like that, but I fuck with it. He calls them collection. So the first one is collection one. Second one, Ghetto Lenny's love songs. Incredible. Incredible. Like, wow. That was last year. And I really, I discovered St. John last year. And I was just obsessed since then. So his third collection, While the World Was Burning, is for me the project that's really going to take him like to that next level like this guy is officially for me he's going to be a superstar he if he's a star for me but he's going to be a superstar like just watch this man's trajectory watch the way his career is just going to go up it's just gonna go crazy and while the world was burning he even said like it wasn't it wasn't planned but like it just happened and to begin with, though I complained about uh, Pluto Baby Pluto being 16 songs, then they added a deluxe. I really don't need that. I like short albums. Give me 12 to maximum, maximum, not even 12. Give me 10 to 14 songs. That's all I need for an album. But there's less margin for error when you when you're when you're not making such a large project with so many songs. And someone like St. John is so talented, so versatile with his music. He can do R&B, he can freaking eat. Man, he can rap. This guy just goes crazy, man. Like, the, you can listen, you can hear the versatility in his music. As you listen to this album, there's R&B jams, there's, there's trap jams, there's, there's really slow ones. Oh, man. There's those songs that just make you feel like you're the shit. I just love this guy man like and this album is incredible 12 songs as i've said uh not a lot of margin for error and he doesn't make an error at all this album is fire from track one to track 12 straight heat and a few of my favorite things about this album is the fact that he's redone okay the roses remix we've we've been hearing for a couple of months but he redid two songs from ghetto lenny's love songs he redid high school reunion and he and he redid monica lewinsky and with high school reunion 
let me like for me it's it's how he even chose the features they were perfect they were so perfect for each and every song when i listened to high school reunion last year i never thought that uzi would go off on that beat but when i heard him on it i was like freaking masterstroke genius this is exactly the kind of beat that uzi would kill and he did and it's the same beat but saint john has a longer verse and i oh it goes in it goes in it goes in oh my gosh this high school reunion verse man and then monica Lewinsky already uh, he had an a boogie a boogie with the hoodie feature but he added the baby and who knew the baby would have also killed on the monica Lewinsky beat it goes in man and the baby the baby gives off a great feature he has a kanye west feature this is one of my favorite Kanye features that I've heard in a while. And Pray For Me is a really good song. But my personal favorite. My personal favorite is this one right here. Quarantine Wifey featuring J.I.D. As in, it's just the lyrics, bro. <laughs> I'm even going to give you a lyric breakdown quickly here. Just the chorus. Okay, not just the chorus, but the whole song. But this, this. I'm sure every nigger listening to this can relate and he'll say I'm just a nigger again. Still escaping my feelings. I'd rather call you a friend. Oh like the, <laughs> the amount of times just this year I have used <laughs> I've used I not even used I've been escaping my feelings and I've said yo I'm really not ready for anything more than friendship. But then look at me here having a girlfriend anyway. <laughs> I'm just chatting shit. <laughs> but Quarantine Wifey is definitely my favorite song on the whole project. And I have to give I have to give a special shout out. I have to give a special shout out to Ransom because Ransom is a song he dropped a few months ago if i'm not wrong and it was a solo song i was like right this is a this is saint john it's what you expect it's good music okay this genius decided to add black and keilani that mixture of black keilani saint john on that ransom beat oh my gosh in fact after quarantine wifey ransom is definitely my favorite song it's perfect it's such a beautiful song and then when all their voices intertwine like in the third verse or something and you're hearing black you're hearing Kilani's vocals in the background you're hearing saint john crooning oh we just so what a song man so like for me saint john no for me uh while the world was burning is definitely after five days of listening it's definitely one of my favorite projects this year I feel like I should do a podcast where I talk about my favorite towards the end of the year. I'll see, I'll see, I'll see, I'll see. Because you guys, I love music, man. I, I, I can talk about music for hours. And if I'm not careful, <laughs> I might continue on for a very long time. So let's move on to a local artist uh, by the name of Kahush. And actually, I mean, the episode is down now, but on the last episode, I mentioned something about Kahush. And I'd like to buy what I said. I said something, but I didn't finish my thought because I was drunk. <laughs> so I was saying uh, that Kahush is like, he's technically not the best rapper that you'll ever hear. <laughs> like, I'm just being honest. He makes good music but technically i feel like there's a a good number of kenyan rappers who can rap better than him but what he does and what he can do is make a jam kahush knows how to make a fucking song a song that will stick in people's heads, a song that people will dance to, a song you can hear in the club, a song you'll hear on the radio station. And that, that for me is where he's found his success. 
and by the way, this is not a knock on him, by the way, he's definitely one of my favorite artists. It's just what I think is just not the most amazing rapper, but he makes amazing music. And speaking of him, I wanted to give him congratulations, actually, because I saw like a few weeks ago, let's give him a round of applause, shall we? Round of applause for, for Kahush. On securing the bag securing a deal um, to be a brand ambassador for fresh chewing gum which is quite random for me <laughs> like why fresh i would think for i would think i like how he dresses he has a really good sense of style but so i would think maybe a clothing brand some a kenyan clothing brand or something or i I don't know. I just or or a sword. I don't know Coke or something. I just didn't expect him to be a brand ambassador of fresh gum. <laughs> but as I've said, congratulations. That's a bag secured, and that's amazing for him. That is truly amazing. I honestly can't wait to see uh, how his career progresses. To be honest, and while we're still on local news. Uh, from the son of a politician to a former politician. <laughs> I don't know if this nigga is still the governor of Nairobi, by the way, anyway, but I don't really pay attention to politics that much. But I saw this tweet the other day, and I just felt like I had to talk about it. <laughs> so, governor of Nairobi. In fact, let me look at his... I mean, it still says he's the governor of Nairobi County on his Twitter page. So... I will take for you. I'll, I'll take you at face value, Mike. So, <laughs> Mike Sonko uh, replied to Standard Media. So, there's the Standard. First, this is front page news. the The headline was the Wailing Governor, and then the the, the, the caption here is Epic Fall. A year ago, Nairobi County boss Mike Sonko <laughs> was the baddest man in town. <laughs> was he? Flaunting, flaunting bling and billions with the machismo of a godfather. Who wrote this? This is amazing. <laughs> he boasted a direct line to the president and city hall was his playground for fantastical political and civic and civic and civic engagements. Then the phone stopped ringing and Sonko went wild on social media, chasing shadows. <laughs> And that's exactly what the man did. So that was the headline on uh, on the standard a week or so again. And this nigga came on Twitter with the heat. He came with the fire. <laughs> he was vexed and he said, Kuma nira zenu. Gazeti niza kufunga nyama. Hey, he cast the first sentence, bro. Kumanina Zenu. Gazeti niza kufunga nyama. Um, I'm not very good at Cheng. That's why this why I need join Keith in my life. But Kumanina, I'm sure Kuma is vagina is pussy. <laughs> I know. Nina, I, I'm not even, bro, I, I know I sound like such a bougie ass child. So if you know Sheng and you're listening, please don't judge me. But I feel like this has to do with someone's mother's vagina. Kuma Nina Zenu. And then he goes on to say, so he's just abusing the standard. Oh, and uh, if you don't know Sheng or Kiswahili, he said, whatever your mothers eh, gazeti ni ya kufunga ni za kufunga nyama ati newspapers are for are for are for nining meat what's the word i'm looking for closing because that's a direct fucking translation yes for packing he said newspapers are for packing meat <laughs> instead of using taxpayers money to give free masks and sanitizers to the public during this covid19 period you're busy buying headlines against me Shame on you, kuma nyoko nini, siku zenu, siku yenu itafika. Even kuma nyoko, I don't know what the hell that means. Someone please educate me. 
What is kumanyoko? <laughs> kumanyoko nini? <laughs> I love this language of mine so much that I barely know. At siku yenu itafika. Bro, this is a governor abusing people's mothers and talking like this on social media. Oh my god. Hmm? But may I have to take down a podcast for saying certain things. But the governor is talking about people like that. Anyway. <laughs> oh dear. I want to finish this podcast with some news today. And that news is fuck the Grammys, bro. Fuck the Grammys. Fuck the fucking Grammys. Like, this shit, this shit don't make sense. The people that would have been, the people that should have been nominated for certain things were not. Like, some things were so obvious. Someone like Lil Baby had the biggest year of his career. Same goes for The weekend. One of the biggest, if not the biggest year of his career to date. Because he's had some amazing years. Jesus. Let's not even get into the weekend yet. But Lil Baby. One of the best rap albums this year. My turn. Where's the Grammy nomination? Nothing. I think he got a norm for best rap performance or something. Let me just double check actually. Is it best rap? Yeah, for the bigger picture. And was there anything else? Nope, nope, nope. I think it was actually just that one nomination. I mean, it was a good song. It was um, relevant to the times because there was that whole George Floyd thing was going on, and the Black Lives Matter movement is still going on, man. Like Black Lives still matter. That's never going to stop. But bro, Lil Baby barely got nominated. The Weekend didn't get shit. Blinding Lights was one of the biggest songs this year. It was on the charts for CG how many weeks. His album was on the charts for I don't know how many weeks. Where's the weekend's nominations, bro? Like, seriously. Who else? Roddy Rich. Oh, my goodness. Why? Let me look at the, the nominations for best uh, rap album. Roddy Rich should definitely be there. I mean, he got a norm for best melodic performance for the box. Okay, fine. And also uh, best rap song. But bro, okay. Tell me why Lil Baby is not here. And uh, Roddy Rich is not here. This nigga's album last year was moving mad. Like he was he was number one for weeks on end. From He, 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 he ended 2019 number one on Billboard. And continued with into 2020 being number one. Like... And the album itself was incredible, not just the box. So where is the where is Roddy Rich's nomination for best rap album? Instead, we have Black Habits by D Smoke. I didn't listen to it, Mr. Netflix. This one I fully agree with. Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs, and The Alchemist. Man, I ain't clap for Freddie Gibbs, bro. One of my best. In fact, my favorite rapper this year has been Freddie Gibbs. So that Grammy nomination. Yes, bro. Yes. <laughs> he seriously deserved that. What an album, bro. Alfredo, I've not stopped listening to it this year. Uh, a written testimony by J Electronica and Jay-Z. Again, I didn't listen to that, but uh, my favorite podcaster, Joe Budden, hated it, so I didn't really bother. <laughs> King's Disease. I actually haven't gotten to listen to the Nas album, but I, I will, and I heard it's really great. Royce the Five Nine, the allegory I also didn't listen, but it's Royce man. Royce makes good music. But seriously, Roddy Rich didn't get shit. The weekend didn't get <laughs> a nomination, and one of the craziest things also, Summer Fucking Walker, bro. Summer Walker dropped over it in October last year, and. Yeah, in October, and the the, the 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 criteria is the albums for this year have to be between September 2019 and sometime this year. So Over It was in contention, and Over It is the best album of the last year, a hundred a best R&B album of the of the last year. Like 
Summer Walker killed that shit. That album is incredible. I'm still listening to it today. Today, today, today. That album is that good. Where is Summer Walker's nomination? Instead, we have what? Instead, I just want to go to Best Pro Album. Aunt Clemons, who the fuck are you? Get out of here. Give you on. Take time. Great. Great fucking project. Um... John Legend, Luke James, Gregory Porter. Who the fuck are these people, man? Okay, I know John Legend. But, bro, Summer Walker, man. Summer Walker not getting a nomination is crazy. That's one of, like, for me, that one hurts, bro. Like, seriously, what the hell? Another person who I feel like another album that should have been nominated for Best Up Album is Pray For Paris, West Side Gun. I've been talking about Westside Gun this whole year. Since I started listening to Griselda late last year, Westside Gun is my favorite, favorite in that whole uh, Griselda crew. And Pray For Paris is up there with Alfredo for me, for best rap album of the year. That I've listened, I mean personally. Pray For Paris was incredible, man. Like, Westside Gun is just... That nigga is special, and I don't understand how all these people didn't even get nominations. Like, the Grammys is fucked, bro. Like, this shit, this shit didn't even matter to me. I mean, it's cool Trevor Noah has been announced as the host. That's great for him. That's incredible. In fact, applause for Trevor Noah. I'm really, I'm really abusing this applause. <laughs> Clap for Trevor Noah. What a guy. I really look up to him, bro. Like, and him getting to host the Grammys is incredible. I really hope I haven't used that word. I haven't overused that word. But um, my point is, fuck the Grammys. This shit don't matter. Drake said it last year. If people are spending their hard-earned money to come to your concerts, to buy your music, to buy your merch, to listen to you, to meet you, You've already won. You've already fucking won. And with that, I shall close this episode of Back in My Room. Wow. <laughs> Man, I can fucking talk, can't I? <laughs> but I love doing this shit so much. I want to be producing this shit more often, more often, more often. Uh, so if you've somehow reached all this way, thank you very much. I'm actually serious. Like, I, I want to call you. I want to look for a name for my listeners. And... It's either roommates, my roommates, or my roomies. Because, like, it's back in my room. You get it? Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for listening to Back in My Room. I'm Iman Jomo, and you shall hear me soon. Again, you shall hear from me soon. Yes. <laughs> this is a very awkward outro. But anyway, <laughs> peace. <laughs>